0: Let's go over there, shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, spot them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth.
1: Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility.
2: You know what that means?
1: Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... time for the big dog sports talk power
0: hour and we hope you're doing well wherever you might be here on this finally friday edition thanks to will stewart and jen for joining us an hour two mike ashley in about half an hour but he was busy uh, working this week, uh, all week actually as a matter of fact calling games on espn joining us now it's
1: bill roth And the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend?
3: Good morning, good to talk with you, and I hope everyone's ready for a big weekend, and it's getting cold, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Worst time of year. Highs in the upper 20s, low 30s. Yep, it's here. Here we go. <laughs> Real football this weekend, right? We
3: get You see your breath coming out of the offensive lineman's mouth. Mm-hmm. They
0: get ready and hunker down at the line of scrimmage. That's what we're talking about. It is, it is. And I know before we get into that, you also wanted to address the uh, just uh, horrible tragedy uh, down in Charlottesville. And uh, I know we're playing a game tomorrow, but all the minds of uh, Hokies and Flames alike will be with the folks down at UVA.
3: Yeah, I, first of all, this week, again, we get reminded, that unfortunately, when things like this happen, it has to, we have to discuss it. But you know what, it makes me feel so fortunate to be around such incredible athletes and coaches and people in our program and get to know them and see how hard they work. And I've always said, Rick, you've heard me say it, the thing that's the best about my job and our jobs is the relationships that you build with people. No doubt. And and when something like this happens, whether you uh, know the players or it's on a team that you work with or, in the case of fans, a team that you cheer for or not – it is impactful, and I can't imagine the grief that those players and those coaches and those families are going through and how that will continue in the coming days and weeks because I know that uh, the, the minute that I started reading about it, I felt like almost the same as I did in back in 2007 mm-hmm. when we had our issue at Tech. So maybe you suppress it for a while, even if it's 15 years later, but the taste in your mouth and the feeling that you get when when young lives are taken too early, is just so painful. And even more so, if you know the people. And uh, I really feel for my colleagues at Virginia. I wonder if they'll be able to play the Tech game next week. And you just hope and pray for them and support them in whichever way you can.
0: Right. I mean, any decision they make for the rest of their season is the right decision. I know they're going to base everything on the uh, – the well-being of those young men within that program. And it's just an impossible situation. And I really thought you could see it so plainly on Brent Price's face during the press conference. In his mind, you know, I, he didn't want to talk about Liberty. He was just expressing his immense pain and uh, and remorse for all the folks down in Charlottesville. Hokies today in uh, Charleston
3: in Game 2 of the basketball tournament. The basketball team will be wearing the Hokies for Who's t-shirts, mm-hmm. warm-up shirts. Uh, Both Tech and Liberty will be wearing uh, decals. Everybody in the ACC will be wearing special decals tomorrow. Um, And I think that, you know, it's such a small profession, whether you're in coaching or whether you're the trainer or the broadcaster, right? right. There aren't that many people involved. So you do get to know them and commiserate on all things good and bad. And you want to support. your your counterparts in those situations, and so I thought Coach Pry was incredibly classy, totally uh, genuine in his feelings for Coach Elliott. It's something that you would never want as a coach or a parent or a fan or a friend. And I'm not sure what will happen next week. And and like you said, Rick, whatever decision they make will be the right one. Um, the it, it would be almost impossible in my mind, it would almost be impossible to practice for a football game mm-hmm. if you've got funerals to attend, right in 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 different states and to sit in film room and prepare for a game and watch film of your fallen teammates. you know, I think that emotionally, uh, it'd be really hard on anybody, but even more so for an eighteen to twenty one year old who's in the in the locker room and and is missing his teammates.
0: Well, we'll see uh, how the things go this weekend. They're having a uh, memorial tomorrow in place of the game time that would have been kickoff down there for their game against Coastal. So I hope that can start to show the healing process is underway down in Charlottesville tomorrow. Um, Well, let's talk about this uh, Liberty game because it is the next one uh, coming up, right? I mean, for Virginia Tech. First of all, going back uh, to last week, Bill, they couldn't have started any better, right? The immediate touchdown pass and then nothing after.
3: Yeah, it was a long day at Duke for the Hokies. The uh, team scored on the second play from scrimmage, and then that was it. And it was essentially a Duke shutout. And I think it's been really frustrating for uh, the coaches. They want to see some improvement. Uh, they they want to see Wells throw the ball better. That hasn't happened. They want to run the ball better. That hasn't happened. Uh, with the exception of Georgia Tech's really poor punt coverage team, Uh, Everyone else has covered punts really well against the Hokies, so they're not winning the field battle game. But you're ready for this? You've seen some improvement. They played that whole game without a single penalty. Right. That's hard to do. It is. That's hard to do even for an efficient team, let alone one that ranked, I don't know what the Hokies officially were going into the Duke game, but 120th out of 130 teams in penalties. So that was an improvement. Turnovers were not an issue. So you can see – as we've talked about several times, it almost feels like Coach Pryde and his staff are playing whack-a-mole. Every time they, they they take care of this issue, another one pops up. And defense has been on the field way too long, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Is that um, there was a there was a sequence where Duke had, I think, a seven eight minute drive towards the end of the first quarter, and the Hokies got the ball. And not only did they go three and out, Rick, they went three and out in less than a minute and a half. Right, right. Because they go hurry up, so <laughs> the defense they haven't even finished their 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 their, their sip of water, <laughs> and they got to go back out there. It's true, and yeah, and it was hot and humid. And fortunately, the first quarter ended, so they did get a bit of a break. So I think that like anything else, if if the offense and defense have to work together, Coach Price talked about that. If 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 the opposing team puts together one of those seventy-five yard eleven-play drives in the heat. It's incumbent on the offense, even if it doesn't score, to run more than a minute or a minute and 20 seconds off the clock, and the defenses are right back out there, when your depth on defense is in question. And then that's what we've seen. If you look at their fourth quarter numbers, Rick, Hokies have been outscored dramatically in the fourth quarter. And you think, well, is it a depth issue? Is it a conditioning issue? Well, it's not conditioning. It's... As we saw in the NC State game, right, one team runs 70-something plays and the other team runs 40-something plays. And you're playing corners every snap without any substitution. Like a guy like Delaney never came out of that game. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's going to be an issue tomorrow. That uh, Now it's going to be cold tomorrow. So last week at Duke it was hot. Tomorrow it'll be much colder. But still, you don't want to get into a situation where – you're midway through the third quarter and your offense has four first downs and you've only snapped the ball 35 times for the game. And the other teams in the 60s are pulling in on 70 offensive snaps against you because Liberty's too good for that. And I think everyone who's watched Liberty play this year knows um, with the exception of what Wake beat them in the 20s, if you're going to beat Liberty, you're going to have to you have to score some points right. because they're pretty good. and And defensively, they're really good as well. You can make the argument Liberty's the best team in the state this year, and and you're not going to beat them seven to three,
0: and so the Hokies are going to have to get something going offensively, or the streak will continue. And Liberty's won a lot of close games; they've been in a lot of very close games, so they don't panic in in-game situations either. So they're used to that. You know they
3: they have built this thing. It's been really interesting to see how Liberty has built it um, in, in in administrative strategies, financial strategies, uh, obviously getting Coach Freeze in there, mm-hmm. the way they recruit, uh, it's it's been very interesting, but the results clearly speak for themselves, right? I mean, they won in Blacksburg the last time they played. They beat BYU bad. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Richmond now, but over in Lynchburg a couple of weeks ago, they played an, a really good SEC team on the road in Arkansas two weeks ago and beat them. Uh, they have an SEC coaching staff that, that won in the SEC West before the scandal hit Coach Freeze, but it's the same coaches. It's the same assistant coaches That's that right. won at all Miss. That's right. So, you know, these guys, they know how to recruit at that level, and they know how to win at that level. And, I mean, you know, they don't have the type of player they had at Mississippi in terms of the, the that level of player necessarily, but they've got some really good players nonetheless and that's why they're winning football games. You know, they lost the game last week at Connecticut. So I, this, the Hokies are not playing the, the, the 2013 or 2015 Ole Miss Rebels. Don't get me wrong. Right, I mean, right. This is a game that Virginia Tech can win um, tomorrow. But they're going to have to play better offensively. And I know we've been saying that since the second game of the season. But, you know, they scored one
0: touchdown last week. And that's that's not enough to win. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on this Friday. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Bill's going to have the SMA update for us. We also will get his game of the week. A lot of good choices. Some rivalry games this week throughout college football. Also, the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. All coming up with the voice for Virginia Tech football. Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Stay with us. Don't go away.
4: Over 125 years of head-to-head competition between the Virginia Cavaliers and Virginia Tech Hokies is called the Commonwealth Clash. The 2022 Clash competition will end at the UVA-Virginia Tech football game Saturday, November the 26th in Blacksburg. The Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors is giving away two tickets for the game, November the 23rd, during the Roth Report on Big Dog Sports Talk. Louise, Rhonda, and Marshall remind you to go Hokies.
2: First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes in and accessories at runabout sports and walkabout outfitter to make your hikes around the nrv even better looking to grab a bite to eat well first in maine has great restaurants like zoe's kitchen bull and bones Avalino's, and el rodeo looking for some family entertainment Then check out b theaters for movies the arcade and bowling visit first in maine today the official entertainment destination of virginia tech athletics Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of VT
1: from the classroom to the studio to the stadium it's time to catch up on the latest from virginia tech sports media and analytics program today's sma update is brought to you by first in maine blacksburg's premier destination to eat drink shop and play
0: it is the roth report here on bdst bill what's going on the sma getting close now to thanksgiving break and so forth what are the uh, youngsters doing now
3: yeah, so classes end this week, right? So this is the last day of the, of uh, before Thanksgiving break, but not for our crew because they'll be heading off to Lynchburg tomorrow. Uh, the Liberty University has been great; they're going to grant space for our student broadcasters and student writers for tomorrow's game, and they're packed. Uh, in this, case. this is a really big game for Liberty, and their, mm-hmm. their booths are all filled. But they've created some extra space. Nice. And can't thank them enough. They're going to create kind of a makeshift uh, outdoor space for our kids with a table and some power. And you probably hear me singing this song a lot, Rick. We don't get this done without the cooperation of other schools, too. Yeah, right. There's a lot, Half your games are on the road. <laughs> and if you want to send kids, kids out, but they'll be there tomorrow in their coats and ties and uh, to be professional broadcasters and media members uh, at the game in Lynchburg.
0: Well, That's great. And you've talked about that a lot about how much a cooperation you've gotten and it's just great to see. I mean that's that's schools that get the higher concentration of what we're supposed to be doing, right, as administrators in college sports.
2: You know, and and, and and
3: this goes back to you and Robert Lindenberg a couple of years ago with work with some of our students in your games over at RU too. I mean, look, we're we're not pro teams. We're 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 universities and if a student at another it text the same way with kids from other schools if 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 a writer from the pit newspaper or the yeah. broadcaster yeah. from miami to, you know would come we could find a spot for him. uh it it's unless something really crazy is happening you know like uh you know you're just so full and then there's no room, but there's usually room for one or two more uh, student reporters, yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited about it you know what I was thinking a year or two I was talking about before about coach Freeze. yeah. You think, Kiffin, you think Lane Kiffin will go to Auburn?
0: It feels like there's a great chance of that, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it feels like. He's kind of that vagabond guy, right?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, admit, Ole Miss has kind of been that way. Remember, Coach Tuberville was at Ole Miss. That's right,
0: that's right. yeah, Right,
3: and he left for another SEC job. Coach, O, oh, he was at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right?
0: you're right. You're right. No. It's kind of that stopping they- point.
3: Yeah. Ole Miss. Now they never have a hard time hiring coaches. I mean, no, I mean, no, they should have never gotten rid of David Cutcliffe, to be quite honest. Yeah, at, yeah. Uh, and, and and But I mean, if you talk about Coach Owen, Coach Tarberville, and Coach Cutcliffe and Houston Nutt, I'm doing this off the top of my head, and Hugh Freeze, who they had to make they had to cut him, at the time obviously, but Mississippi has never had a hard time. Hiring coaches and they won a lot of games, all things
0: considered. They have. They really have. They've been a really good program, very stable program. You're right. That's a great thought. I, I think so. I think there's a great chance they're going to throw a lot of money at him. Right. They've got to get that fixed at Auburn somehow. It's crazy. They can't a- get the a right hundred. Guy. Yeah, hundred million. Yeah, yeah, hundred million. They want to be viable again, That'll right? Be- yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's what it would cost them. But he might get that. He might get it. He might get it. All right, what's your Baker team game of the week? Now, there's some interesting ones popping up that I know throughout college football just by itself.
3: Oh, I'm, I didn't let you know this week. I'm going off the charts on you today.
0: Oh, okay, good, good.
3: You, you probably think I'm going with one. There, a, there's some good football games this weekend. You probably, in the NFL,
0: you've got Chiefs Chargers as well. Yeah, right. Right? Mm. Sunday, I think it's Sunday night game. I think it is the Sunday night game. But,
3: mm-mm, you're right. I kind of te- teased you on this last week. Uh, you know, Kenny Brooks and Texas women's basketball team, they're ranked in the top 15. They're going to have an amazing season. They might are, to be candid, might be underrated. It might be a top 10 or even higher team. I agree. Uh, and we're going to find out next week because he's playing two SEC teams. He's playing Kentucky and Missouri. And I think this is really exciting that he's going to play every week here between now and the end of December, Virginia Tech's playing a massive non-conference team. And, uh and they're and, and Tennessee's on there too next week. So they're gonna play three really good SEC teams here in the next two weeks. And I think we'll have a real good sense of, of, of what they are at that level. I think there's any question, Virginia Tech will win twenty five women's basketball games this year. But how will they do in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. So how do they match up if you've gotta play let's see what they do against Kentucky, and let's see what they do with the game in Knoxville against Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's what you can find out early. The ACC is really good, don't get me wrong, uh, but if, if if they can have the kind of November and the next couple of weeks in early December that they want, Rick, and then have the season they have, we're looking at a legit top-four seed uh, in the in the NCAA Women's
0: Tournament. Absolutely.
3: And you know how that goes because those games are played on
0: campus sites. Well, that's right. So important to have that. There's no question about it. And, boy, they would pack out the castle too with that. Group.
3: You know how, how many times? How many times did Connecticut get to play its first four NCAA women's tournament games? Of <laughs>
0: yeah, all? I know. Seems like every year, yeah. right? Every year, <laughs> right? You know, you don't go on the road to the Final Four. <laughs> I'm not saying that Tech could do that,
3: but I'm saying if you can get some momentum, I'm, e- I'm eager to see them play. And if even if you don't win, right? Even if you don't win, you have a sense of all right. Here's what it's going to take to beat the Tennessee in Knoxville. Here's what it's going to take to beat Kentucky. And, and so we'll find out those those the Kentucky Missouri games are, are coming up in the next week uh, Monday and Wednesday.
0: Okay, now that's a good call. Coach Brooks is really building the beast here in Blacksburg. It reminds me a little bit of the old Bonnie Hendrickson days, you know maybe a little more talent obviously now right you know yeah, yeah yeah
3: you know all about those I games, know yeah.
0: I know and they took the they took this whole place by storm. I think this team has a chance to do it as well. I really do. Uh, all right, time now, and I don't know where we're going with this, and those are usually my favorite ones. It's Bill's NRV Heart
1: Clinic Top three. 3. two, one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford.
0: All right, so what do you have lined up for us this week? So when I went to bed last night, the big talk was Twitter is about to collapse.
3: Oh, and really? The engineers <laughs> did. The, yes, Twitter. There may not be Twitter by the end of the week. Oh, okay. So, what would that mean? What are the top three things? Well, number one, our country would be more educated because number three, we would start reading newspapers again. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we we would we would get objective, at least more objective than Twitter, objective uh, reporting from news sources like the New York Times. Right, mm. I think it would help our con- Number two, it would help our country's divisiveness.
0: Yes, it would.
3: It would in, in a big way. And 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 the number one thing, I think, I think we would be a lot more intelligent as a society if we didn't get our news and information in 140 character bikes.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with you. And I'm I'm on it. I enjoy
3: it. I think it's an interesting. Uh, way to disseminate and ingest information, but I see it in the classroom. Kids will say something, and I'll, and I'll say, "Where did you hear that?" Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, who on Twitter? Wait a minute who Who on Twitter? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know, find out what's going on. I mean, uh, you know, like, I I know I know it's coming today. They're going to talk about they're going to talk about the Renault. So, for those that don't know. Uh, Ronaldo had an interview on Pierce Morgan and and, and Manchester United is cutting ways with him, right? Mm-hmm. Which probably isn't big news. Um, in, in in our neck of the woods. I mean, maybe it is because the Salem Red Sox and, man, you have the same ownership group. I don't know. But in any event, that's the big story. So that's what, the, that's what the kids are talking about this week. And I'm like, okay, that's not what happened. That's not what he told Pierce Morgan. That's not what this is all about. He's still playing for Portugal in the World Cup that begins. And I'm like, guys, where did you get this information? Oh, I read it on Twitter. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, well, you got it from some angry Manchester United fan. Right. Right? Who's right. trying to stir something up. Or a fringe. They use that word, uh, very delicately. A fringe media person mm-hmm. in in the UK that's upset because those fans are really passionate about this. This is, you know, one of their greatest players. For those that don't know, Ronaldo went on Pierce Morgan. That's the big East of a show in the States here Right. Too, right. He went on there and, and he's now the Larry King in Essence of Europe. And he had some really nasty things to say about the team, the management and this is like their greatest player, mm-hmm. right? I mean this this would be like, you know, a rod bashing the Yankees, or something, right? Yeah, or something, your
4: star or yeah, worse. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure.
3: Yeah, uh, back and, and he's in his second stint. And, and anyway, he will be playing in the World Cup in the World Cup for Portugal. So,
0: I like it. I like it. I think you're right. We'd be much better to start reading books again and taking our news from credible sources. It would be wonderful if there are any left. <laughs> if there are any credible sources left, well, there
3: are. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you what was a great article to read this week. Read Andy Bitter's article on, on um, Virginia Tech and with Babcock. Andy Bitter did a great job in the athletic, you can call it up, and he got Whit to open up about this football season, and Whit had a great answer, but Andy was able to ask the question. He, Whit said that this football season for him has been like driving in a hailstorm. hmm Both hands on the wheel, radio off. All these things coming at you, and you're not sure what's, what's next. Yeah, right, um, right. He, You know, Witt said that, and it, and Witt talked about, we did not manage expectations well before the start of the season. Not that we knew that this team would only win two games at this point, but we did not manage expectations well. Uh, he talked about learning on the job, that, that that Coach Pry will learn more in his first year as a head coach uh, than he will in the next five years. Uh, then he talked about why the Liberty Series was played. Well, Witt laid it out there very nicely. There's three games in Lynchburg. I'm sorry, three games in Blacksburg and two in Lynchburg. The financial take that Virginia Tech's clearing several million dollars for the home games, and if you get three of them at home and you only have the two on the road, you're net over the five games, you're up several million dollars, and that's why they did it. It's a financial play, which fans don't necessarily know that. But if you're only getting your information on Twitter – you're not understanding why things happen, and that's why a great journalist like Andy Bitter is important. You may not like what he's writing because he's writing about Tech losing games, but he's able to get access to coaches and players, and in this case, administrators, and lay out why things are
0: happening. Right. And right. So, good. That's stuff. my. That's stuff. my. All right. I like it. I um, like it a lot. I like it. Well, listen. Have a great. Have a great call tomorrow in Lynchburg, my friend. Thanks, Rick. Talk to you the next week, buddy. All right, Happy Thanksgiving. You too, Bye. man. Happy Thanksgiving. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. Come back, Mike Ashley, to finish up another week. Stay with us.
4: Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. We have been very blessed in 2022 and want to say thank you to everyone that trusted us with your real estate purchase or sale. As strong supporters of Virginia Tech Sports, we will be doing ticket giveaways for football, men's and women's basketball games. Be sure to listen to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. Tickets will be given during the Roth Report. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to go Hokies.
2: Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com of VT.com. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull & Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out b theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics.